2: Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerd's podcast. I'm your host Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hello, and Joe Branton. Aha! And coming up on the show this evening, we are talking about the London International Guitar Show, all of the uh, all of the new brands and stuff that we uh, we saw there. Plus, we're also talking on the unfortunate closure of Pro Guitar Shop. And we're talking about the fact that I did a gig, and Joe Branton got a new bass.
3: Yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but that worked better than I ever could have hoped for. Great. How's it going, gentlemen? Yeah. I will make the usual excuse. I've got the lurgy a little bit this evening. I'm feeling a little <laughs> ill. So if you hear me coughing and spluttering, I know you always say that I'm ill. No, you,
3: you make this excuse every podcast. It's not
2: every podcast. It's just I'm on the most podcasts out of anyone. And so it's more noticeable when I'm ill. That's not true. I don't get ill. That's not true. You were ill very recently. I didn't make a big song and dance of it though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm just you, saying. This. I'm just saying because I normally talk the most. Because
0: oh,
2: oh, if I'm sounding a little ill, that's why. Um, so lots of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, we've had a lot of things uh, going on. We've been doing excursions. We did gigs uh, and all the stuff. And you just heard in the menu, Joey B. You yes. um, have got a new base. You were <laughs> posting about <laughs> it
1: on <laughs> Facebook.
2: <laughs> what's the uh, What's the deal? Uh, yeah. So uh,
3: at, at work, we uh, we part exchanged in um, something quite ridiculous and I immediately got a phone call from the shop manager being like your your base is here right and uh, so they sent it up to me and it was a, a five string fretless uh instrument by a company called
2: Woodentronics. Even, Wood the, and Tronics. even the name annoys me. <laughs> Why does that annoy you? Because you're supposed to read it like Woodentronics. Like, oh, it's wooden, but it's electronics. But it's spelt Woodntronics. Yeah. Well, yeah, fine. Anyway, it's great.
3: So it's also like... Um, it's like an extra long scale. So, well, I don't think it's quite 36. I think it's a 35-inch scale. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, the the fretboard goes the whole way down into the body to give you access to a full 36 fret positions worth of
0: notes no need how many (laughs) but how many frets does it actually have well none because it's fretless well I guess I don't think you said that did you or did i just switch i think you did say it yeah yeah
2: 36th fret positions you were so disgusted by that he was just instantly put off
0: oh but it's amazing and it's got like even your
2: ears were filling up with vomit
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's got you know it's a single cut with a sort of huge like top well it's not horn is it top sort of non-horn yeah a massive scoop in the underside so you can access right up to your 36th fret on your g-string which
2: is... What what, it, no, what even note is that? At G. It's G again, cause, yeah. of course, because it's yeah. like three octaves okay. next. Because oh, they're an God. idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh yeah so uh that was
3: great so um I it's unlined it's an unlined fretless as well which I've always struggled with a little bit unlined fretless because yeah. you kind of have to concentrate a little bit more um but you know I took it home ran it through some vibratos so that I sound like a Co- cover I'm up your bad writings. playing basically yeah, <laughs> exactly. um ran it through my new TC electronic vibrato uh which has my own special tone print on it yeah. and um I uh, And, you know, coupled with some delays to to sort of hide, you know, how
2: how much I suck. That's the way to do it. Compression and delay will cover up a multitude of fretless sins. Exactly. And it was absolutely cracking. I completely loved it. But, you know,
3: stuff has happened since then that has made me kind of more inclined to possibly trade it for something else. What's happened?
2: Uh,
3: Well, uh, we have um we we went to we, it's the news that's coming up we, yeah okay. we went to we went to the london guitar show and there was some other stuff
2: well we'll get on to that surely the only other kind of bit of uh, personal news i wanted to bring up is that i did a gig uh it doesn't happen very often these days so we always like to bring it up on the podcast um and what i wanted to talk about is the fact that i used a really classic rig ampeg uh svt 810 right plus SVT3 head. Uh, okay, okay. I didn't use the mark base because right. I've got to the laziest point ever in my playing career now where I'm just like, if there's a head there that I can use, and i been already been told, like, that you can borrow the full back line, including heads. You don't even need to bring a head. And I was like... That sounds fantastic. Don't even need to go into uh, carry your head into town to uh, into play. So um, imagine caring so little about what you sound like. It sounds you don't even care about bringing your own head. The I thing is, imagine. Joe. The thing is, Joe. Great players can get no, their sound out of true. any bit of gear. If you've got a real signature. Touch like I have It doesn't really matter I could play a jazz I could play a music man I could play Ampeg I could even play Ashdown And I would still get The Marky P Signature this tone This is the also, most amount Of rubbish You have ever Ever spoken No it's not about. That's so true.
0: I was at the show And you couldn't hear The bass anyway So it didn't matter Yeah yeah way.
2: Totally I mean, That's what you need To bear in mind Joe No one's listening To the bass anyway So can basically sound like whatever it wants. <laughs> fine, fine. Um but it was great. S V T three. Uh the one I was using the uh- Wait, is the S V T three? Is that the the four 400- hundred of 300 watt one something like that and it's watts? it's like hybrid so it's valve yeah, pre right. and then solid state uh, it's quite slim amp. it's like a 2U yeah it's rack. 2U rack um, yeah. and I seem
3: to remember really liking the sound of the SVT3 um, but finding that it wasn't quite loud enough it was always a thing with Ampeg they're a little bit quieter than a lot of other brands yep. so you have
2: to kind of go for their higher wattage stuff just so you have something that kind of competes. This one um I spoke to the bass player. It was a band called Lightyear who were pretty sort of they were fairly big about 10 15 years ago. Mm, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. You, you, we, we must have spoken about this because I've played with Lightyear as well back when I when I was into that, we've not band. spoken about it on the podcast. No. Have we? Oh All no. right.
0: Like okay. a, what band did you play? Was it the wait, what were they called? The Invisi- three invisible
3: superheroes. Three. It was four dead squirrels. Four dead squirrels. I was gonna say I
0: thought it was three dead, squ- three yeah.
3: Yeah, no, it would have been superheroes anonymous. I think by that okay. point, but invisible but yeah, superheroes. Uh, back when Lightyear used to have like a cardboard rocket ship or something. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it was cool. a rowboat. Row- yeah, yeah,
2: they used okay. to like pretend to be rowing. Also, they also did things like uh, had a live Morris dancing session halfway through the set, which was quite fun. They did
0: that. I went. Yeah, Mark left after the- after he played. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was straight for- away. I, I stayed for the I was show.
2: I'm going to Halloween party instead uh, I, I said the it. show Geeks. and
0: they did the Morris dancing thing oh, amazing. and they, uh, they came out in a two person uh, horse ah, costume of course um, they,
2: their career descended to such a point where they were so bored of each other's company that one of the last gigs I saw them before they broke up the first time one of them urinated into a kettle and then they boiled a cup of tea on stage using the piss kettle uh-huh.
3: it
2: was yeah, that's what touring every day they, for no money basically does to you. They ended
0: up, if I remember correctly, they um in like two thousand and four or 3, were on tour with Steve O from Jackass. Oh wow. The Steve O show they were. The no, it was it Steve O it was I think it was called Jackass Live. It was
2: Steve O and Oh god, what was the other fella that they Johnny did Knoxville? No, they did that show
0: Wild Boys chris pontius oh okay yeah. right yeah it was they they were on tour and lightyear with the support band and lightyear got kicked off because they were too mental for the tour yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, they also one year at reading
2: they they played at the whatever the lockup was it concrete, concrete called, jungle concrete jungle that, yeah. back in the day and they played the same day as uh, body count which is ice t's rap metal band and they, so they did their set and then they disappeared off backstage and then when Ice-T's Body Count um, famous for their song Cop Killer were playing said song Cop Killer Chaz and Neil from Lightyear burst onto the stage in that two person horse <laughs> costume and danced <laughs> on stage while, while Body Count are busting out Cop Killer um, and then they got like Put properly pummeled, I think, by like a couple of the b- like bouncers or whatever. Amazing, very funny. But yeah, it was. Uh, so anyway, they it played. Was, it was
0: it was very very weird. And speaking very of, fun though, they were a good band.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of their kind of um, reputation, of perhaps not being the most professional. When I um I spoke to Bars, who's the bass player, and said, "Can I borrow your amp?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah, it's great. game doesn't work." I was like, what? And he went, yeah, the gain control doesn't work. Um, it's fine, though. It seems to be loud enough with most bases. So just plug in, see what happens. And then I was like, oh, it's not, it's not working, mate. And he went, yeah, none of the lights work. Um, and the EQ doesn't work. So just plug in and uh, just turn it up with the volume control. Don't, don't worry about the gain or the EQ. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So, but I mean, basically, Joe, what this says is that it still sounded amazing, even in the worst condition, which basically means that I'm the best. Fine, fine, you know, fine. (laughs) I love you just resigned to it now. (laughs) There's no point. Um, So the big thing that happened this week, um, well, I guess there's actually a couple of things that happened this week. We went on a nice trip, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, One of the big things that's happened in the kind of guitar community um, is a bit of a sad loss, really. Pro Guitar Shop um, are closing down their retail operation, which... um, for people in the UK, probably doesn't mean a huge amount, but for guitar players kind of worldwide, it is kind of a big thing, particularly in the US. Um, so Pro Guitar Shop was the guitar shop that spawned Pro Guitar Shop demos, which is obviously a huge uh, source of YouTube demos. Andy Martin uh, is the guitar player, um, and uh, but they were also an online retailer. Now, I think it was about a year ago, or slightly under a year ago, the founder died. The founder passed away, um, and. Uh, they've been continuing on, um, but uh, his, I believe his wife, uh, who was running the business, put out a statement recently saying, unfortunately, we're kind of folding the retail operation. So they obviously, it's, you know, it seems like it's something she doesn't want to continue or can't continue with. So they've moved all the stock over to Reverb. um, And there is now a pro guitar shop uh, kind of clearance thing going on on Reverb. Um, But I guess the important, or part of the important news is that a lot of their other stuff that they did, like, the Pro Guitar Shop demos and also Tone Report, which was their kind of weekly magazine, um, is also coming over to Reverb. Now, whether that will still be called Tone Report or whether it will be rolled into some sort of Reverb Weekly or something like that, will uh, that will continue under the Reverb banner. So a bit of a sad loss. Not a huge deal here in the UK because I don't think that many people shopped at Pro Guitar Shop, but um, a lot of people watch their demos. And I know Andy is kind of respected as one of the best YouTube demos um, because he does all the backing tracks and the demos obviously have a lot of uh, care and attention put in, and he's a really good player as well. Um, But that stuff's all going over to Reverb now, so it'd be interesting to see what they do. From our perspective, you know, being this kind of world of guitar media, I guess, um, Reverb are becoming a big deal when it comes to, to publishing. Their blog is huge. Obviously, if they're going to start putting out their kind of weekly e-book or e-magazine or whatever tone report was you know that's another huge arm to the business and then if Andy comes over to do their demos that's um that's a pretty big deal I think yeah yeah
3: definitely absolutely we we'll, we'll have to see kind of what happens with this but I'm glad that it's going over to to reverb because I think they could do something really cool with it
2: yeah definitely reverb seemed like quite a cool company and a, a nice home for for uh for andy and, and that content so yeah pour one out for guitar uh, pro guitar shop um but it seems like the whole thing is kind of resolved in a way that everyone is uh everyone's happy with so yeah all good so that's kind of the big uh non-gear focused news of this week but what we really want to talk about is what we did at the weekend sunday uh afternoon or sunday morning we drove up early to the we did the we? Uh, jay drove up i was in the car um joe was there with gack um to what was the race course called kempton, kempton park. park race course kempton park race course so in london ish um and it, for the london international guitar show the london international guitar show or ligs Leagues, indeed. Leagues. Lovely leagues. Um, and what was it called last year? South of England uh, yeah, Guitar South Show. Yeah, South of England Guitar
3: Show. And now it's the London International Guitar Show, even though it's not really in London and it's
2: absolutely not international.
0: oh you it, fairly international. You said it's not
2: international, but there were a lot of European builders there. Uh, yeah, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> okay, good. What you're saying is you didn't hear an American voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's... fine.
3: I mean,
0: you were stuck behind a, a desk... With two people that you work with out. every day,
3: yeah, yeah, I got out for some of it. I reckon I spent a good two hours circulating like I spent long enough circulating that the the two people that I left behind the the GAC counter were calling me to find out where I was, so that was that at
0: right. one point, you came over and saw me more or less as far away from the GAC booth that you could possibly be, yes and said, "I can't stay too long." I said I was getting coffees, yes and you've That's... been two
2: hours
3: <laughs> yeah I did walk around for about an hour I wanted to check stuff out there was loads of cool stuff there There was like two floors of, of like boutique guitars boutique amps really cool loads of cool effects pedals it was it was a really good show. I thought it was better than it was last yeah,
2: year. Yeah, I did as well. I thought it's this year was out. better. There was less yeah. stuff that you could just walk into a shop and mm. see. Yeah. Um and well, except for all the stuff that Joe's got. Um, <laughs> no, but what I mean what I mean is, you know, there wasn't there weren't people there selling like Behringer pedals or whatever, no. you know. There's at least on the GAC stand you had like a real high-end custom shop. Mm. Yes, you could technically walk into a shop and see yeah, it.
3: Well, we bought we bought like some wood library PRSs, we bought a load of some really nice um, Gibson Custom Shop, including the ES Les Paul Black Beauty, which yep. I love that we've got in at the moment. Three um, pickup hollow body oh, Les Paul Black Beauty, yeah, Black Beauty, yeah, very nice. <sighs> yeah, what, what an absolutely wicked guitar. And um, and we brought some awesome Fender Custom Shops. We sold quite a bit as well. Sold one of my favorite Fender Custom Shops that we had in. Can't believe you
0: sold that guitar. I know, <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Galushka, yep. master built yeah. in seafoam green. It wasn't yeah. seafoam green. It was it's it was a surf green s- no it was a, it was some sort of seafoam a darker seafoam i think it's just like an aged seafoam uh, um, thin, line thin line with solid. a with a solid rosewood neck lacquered solid rosewood neck it was well. it was a fantastic guitar master built didn't matt expect that up i think it was one that matt specced up when he was at the shop yeah it yeah, was a really a phenomenal yeah. guitar
3: yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, it was quite loud for a Fender Custom Shop, which is, I think, why it had been in the shop for maybe four <laughs> years. It looks like it's not volume. No. <laughs> I, was, I was just too loud. But it, it was it was a lovely playing guitar, and I thought it looked great. Like, yeah. really tasteful lacquer cracking, like, just a lovely thin line.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what I thought we'd do is, Jay and I spent a lot of time walking around, talking to people, meeting some new uh, builders, people that we hadn't uh, met before. So I thought we could just talk about that, really, and talk about the people that we met, and you can talk about anyone that you... Thought was interesting as well, uh, yeah. Joe. Um, so first up, J Joy. Um, I'm which, really glad you guys saw them, yeah. So, French
3: Builder. So, the only place you can get J Joy guitars at the moment is Toman. Okay, um, I discovered them like a couple of years ago when I was looking for a cool short scale bass, and I discovered their Bel Air bass, which is
2: uh, which is like the
3: what's the what is the Bitty shape Gibbons. that it's a copy of? It's the- it's a Billy, Billy Gibbons. Gibbons, right? Okay,
2: the, the Bo Diddley, yeah, that. No, not Bo. Diddley. No, Bo that's, Diddley is the square one. The Bo, yeah. Billy Bo, the Billy Bo, Bo. Yeah. Billy
3: Bo, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, totally great. You, you, exactly as you say. That I'll let you carry on. But yeah. yeah,
2: retro inspired, super cool. Well, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Really, we had we had a chat to uh, the the chap who was representing them, and yeah, we just kind of talked about what they sort of go for, and they've got some standards kind of um replicas you know there's this just like uh TV yellow SG that was really nice but they also do a bit of a twist on it like little kind of bolt on neck Les Paul junior mm. style stuff with
3: like a really small sort
2: of lower horn yeah um yeah really nice yeah different body shape not something that's in before just with um with Gretsch style pickups as well so yeah they were um they were cool again bit of a mixed bag in terms of their shapes so like they didn't really have any kind of Defining characteristics across well, the range. Yeah.
3: I guess so. There it's always with those kind of um those like microphone esque Gretsch style pickups. They yeah. always go for that. They love that. And actually the whole thing with the J. Joy range is that they're they're all car inspired or to an extent. Okay. So things like um uh, on on the on the base, uh, for example, they, they have like the volume controls will be called like gas. Oh, okay. Uh, like stuff like, I can't remember what they are, but they're all, like, they're, they're, they're named after thing things like that. So it was always, like, a 50s car style, and that's what all the colours are supposed yeah. to be as well, like 50s car colours. Yeah. yeah, there's a
2: lot of daffy blues yeah. and surf greens and stuff like that. Yeah, it was um, interesting seeing them. and it Also kind of interesting seeing people mixing kind of lesbo junior shapes with bolt-on necks, you know. Um, and I guess it wasn't strictly a Lesbo Jr. shape. Like you say, it had a kind of smaller horn to it, but something really original. So. It was kind of like that. Yeah, it was that sort of... It, it reminded me more of those, like,
3: a lot of those cheap Italian guitars from the 50s yeah. and 60s that you see around. It's kind of that, but they are a French custom shop. But They're they're actually quite affordable, I think, across the board. You're looking at about a, a grand for a guitar. Something They were like not that.
2: even that much. They were like 699, something really? like that. Yeah, oh,
3: yeah. man. I mean, listeners, you should absolutely check out J. Joy. I think, like, build quality for that sort of price, they were great if you yeah. love
2: like retro stuff all made in France as well they weren't um, doing anything kind of far eastern as far as I'm aware no. um, he said oh no did he say that there they had one model there I think it was a far eastern one which yeah, was a fair amount cheaper yeah. So, um, so yeah super cool stuff also on the same table you got very excited and there's some video of this um, up on the Facebook group snapdragon instruments look at your face oh my god look at your face oh
3: my god they were everything I can't Go even think then. about them it's too much Tell us about Snapdragon. Okay, so that's actually why I'm taking back my five-string fretless bass, because I have to buy everything in the Snapdragon range. Go on. So, Snapdragon make um, travel guitars. They have done for some time. Um, And they have recently introduced and were pioneering at the show their new fold-up travel guitars and basses that now feature with the basses. The guitars feature... um, An Evertune bridge, which means, as demonstrated in that short video clip that I put on our our Facebook group, that they stay
2: perfectly in tune, even when you fold them up. It was pretty impressive, to be honest, because he showed us the difference between the two. So he had one without the Evertune bridge, folded it down, then folded it back up and strummed, and it was completely out of tune. You would have to tune it every time you do it. Then he went, check this out, strummed the one with the Evertune, totally in tune, folded it all the
0: way up, folded it back again completely in tune yeah when it's it's it really was it was the um it was the first time that i've seen a travel guitar and thought okay this is now a viable instrument i loved it it's i was shocked that you had a positive reaction i completely i did yeah no because usually when you see these things that that one that we saw at the birmingham guitar show um with the built-in the Sonus one one where it folded up i thought that's really cool that's really funny the problem with it is it's gonna go out of tune all the time yeah and travel guitars my problem with them is first of all if you have to screw something together and then restring it every time you want to play it that's not really a travel guitar and secondly to get around that most of them aren't very good yeah the the snapdragon i thought was a genuine um a, a real innovation, putting that Evertune bridge on there, I thought was a really and the fact that it works yeah. is testament to to that piece of kit, that um, that Evertune bridge. I yeah. thought it was really fantastic. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna buy one don't i mean get they me wrong. were
3: really affordable
0: they were really affordable and i thought that talking to um the chap who was there matt i think was his name i forget but yeah i think it was matt um really nice guy and uh he was he was very open about the ethos of the business and he was saying you know this is never going to be anybody's first choice instrument so why would we make them a thousand pounds i just
3: i remember it's, we th-
2: talked we talked about it a few times when i I can't remember the company, but they came in with Intergac once. With yeah, some, I remember. some travel guitars. And they went, oh, you know, how are these? What do you think to these? And we went, oh, yeah, they're neat. Nice little thing. You know, pop it in your suitcase or whatever. You know, if you're going away, it's, it's you know, a nice little thing. And he went, how much do you reckon they should be? And we sort of went, well, you never want to say a figure at that point. And he went, this one, this is the first one, first model in the range, five grand. And we were like, uh, okay. And it's kind of like... There probably is a market for that. You probably can get someone who's on a plane all the time, travelling businessman, yeah. international businessman, international man of mystery, um, who wants a very expensive travel guitar. But the majority of people won't want that. They'll think, do you know what? I'm going to Mallorca for two weeks. I want to take an electric guitar with me. Can I get something for
0: 400 quid? And that's exactly where the Snapdragon's was yeah, Completely. And I tell you, the, thing that, the thing that I find so interesting about it is they were... Granted, we only spent a little bit of time with them. They seemed good quality. For what for the, for that that genre of guitar, you know, that yeah. that the, they're generally gonna be cheapish made. And Evergreen Bridge is like two hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's by true. itself. And the guitar was five hundred quid. And it looked yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It really did. The it, guitar's look good. Like it was the first time where I've I've sort of and I don't, you know, I don't like agreeing with you. <laughs> but we were stood yeah. there, and <laughs> we were stood there, and you were just going, "Oh, this is amazing! This is amazing!" And I was like, "This, this actually is amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was actually really
2: good." So, <laughs> problematic for our sort of general life yeah. philosophy of disagreeing with everything that you say. But yeah, yeah. so there it is.
3: Everyone. But hang on, Go check out to, Snapdragon. Just
0: to, but don't let's not blitz past the important factor here. What you're selling a bass to buy one of these. Uh well yeah, y- yes,
3: yes, I am. Yeah, I'm going to get the bass and I think I'm going to get the guitar as well. You <laughs> such a Wally. I just You don't even travel that much. No, yeah, but but what about if I need to? When? I'm not going to
0: have the time to buy buy something. Well, when we go to Nam. You yep. You're going to take a 500 quid travel guitar to the place where there's probably more guitars per square mile than anywhere else on the planet. Uh, i'm not really going
2: anywhere else <laughs> you realize, you realize they'll probably be at nam you could just cut out the travel part and oh. then get one there you'll at least the minimum you'll cut out one <laughs> way of the travel <laughs> you could just buy it there and then bring it back i really uh, yeah. th-
0: this whole thing that you've got going on with travel guitars it's very is, weird I, have, have you seen that movie the prestige which is all about oh. like there's there's like a magician living a, an entire life like there's there's a con going no on spoilers somewhere. no spoilers there's a con going on somewhere and it's a really long game that's kind of what i feel i feel like you're, there's something going on here. Do you, well, you think
3: I'm going to keep going with convincing everyone that travel guitars are good <laughs> to the point where you guys all own travel guitars, and one day on the podcast when we're all having a travel guitar special, You're when everyone's talking about it, like, and be like <laughs> Ah, got it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I yeah. do think it's something like. There's something at play here, <laughs> and I haven't been able to figure out what it is yet. No, i's, man, travel i's, guitars are the best.
2: I sort of feel like. Have you going back to movies? Have you seen The Big Short? No. I kind of feel like Joe is like over inflating the travel guitar yeah, exactly. market and he's actually on the side he's like shorting out those bets he's like oh yeah when this market falls apart I'm yeah, going to yeah. be the rich man because <laughs> there's no other explanation for this no, other you're, than, you're so I wrong. mean well, apart from actually meeting you I love you, guitars I, guess. I love travelling I, you never I, travel. I,
3: some, sometimes. <laughs> you, I often get the train. I go to,
2: <laughs> I go to Ipswich to do a gig. <laughs> um, so Snapdragon was fun. Someone that we ran into, and this is probably my favourite thing from the show, actually, um, was a local builder from Lewis, um, whose name was... I forget his name, but the company was called uh, Joe Doe Guitars. Um, so built uh, by hand... In Lewis, which is near Brighton, so local to us, um, the chap's name I've forgotten. Ben, I can't remember. I did have his card. Anyway, um, he is a screenwriter by trade, so he builds these guitars in his spare time. Hand hand builds them, although the bodies he's buying in, a bodies and necks he's buying in, but he assembles them. And that doesn't sound like much work, but actually, when you know what he's doing with them, he. Uh, it makes a bit more sense so he buys the bodies and necks and then assembles them and each of the guitars has got a theme so for example there's one there's a jazz master called the sergeant now the theme of the sergeant is that the guitar the story behind it the fictional story is
0: that the guitar was a leaving present for a police when LAPD sergeant James B. Lamb retired in May 1959 the boys in the precinct weren't sure what to buy him as a sending off gift a small fishing boat with his name on, a set of golf clubs and parking spot near the clubhouse maybe. Then one of his officers remembered Sergeant Lamb's favourite record. He always dimed in on Denny's jukebox at the end of a shift, Rumble, by Link Ray. So the boys had a, bo- had a whip around, and instead of a boat or golf clubs, they gave him this, the sergeant. And damned if he didn't love those rumble chords down the matter of a. Oh, I messed up there. <laughs> <laughs> you almost <laughs> dropped a left. I as did. Well. You're right. Yeah, and damned if you didn't have those rumble chords down in a matter of
2: weeks. There we go. So it's essentially a jazz master that's got um, some a load of stuff kind of added to it. Um, is that the one with the bullet casing? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got a, a squashed bullet casing, an impacted bullet casing in the headstock. It's also got like a commemorative plate between the pickups for his like police service um it's got some like cool little things like um metallic trim around the kind of edge of the guitar and like back of the guitar which looks cool um and it's got L A P D letters on it, it yeah. it's just a
0: cool <laughs> little like it was it was really cool uh, to begin with when I when I first looked when I first saw them i think you were taken in cuz one of them was a, a one of them was in a retro video game yeah. style and I sort of looked at it, and I thought, Oh yeah, there's just there's no there isn't any real cohesion there. There's no it's all bitsers. And then once we started talking to him and found out exactly what's what is going on there, it it began to make sense and it, and there isn't any cohesion there. No. There's a story stories. that comes up. And then he builds a guitar around it. Yeah. And I thought it was I thought it was really neat. Very, very neat. Yeah. Very interesting way of um yeah, just a really weird way of of going about building a brand, building a brand based on a, based on stories that you've written.
2: What you're, I guess, what you're buying into really is the kind of whole package. It's, it's part guitar, part art piece. Yeah, I think, completely, really. completely. They are. What did we say? They're about two grand, something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I can't remember. The, let me see if there's a price here. Uh, there, there's no PRA. prices on the website. Yeah, so I, I I seem to remember they were, and I. I don't hold me to this, but I seem to remember they were between two and two and a half.
2: Yeah. And they're probably, you know, because they are bought in bodies and necks, you could probably argue that, you know, they're, you could build something similar guitar wise for, yeah. for less money. But what you're buying into is the kind of meticulous detail that goes into the story elements of the guitar. So like the, um, one of my other favorites is the evil Knievel caster on there, which is a strat with like loads of evil Knievel stuff. And the back plate is a, uh, is kind of I think it's like engraved or like laser etched with an X-ray of Evil Can Evil's broken leg is just so good um there's also the bowling caster which has got two bowling it's ball, bowling holes, bowling ball drilled holes drilled in the top <laughs> of the, the body where like, you would
3: have the monkey grip kind for,
2: yeah kind yeah. of like the monkey grip on the universe but it's also got a miniature bowling pin on the end of the tremolo arm just yeah so many cool little things so joe doe guitars um i think our plan is because he's local we're going to go to the workshop and just kind of get the story behind these guitars and see how it's all put together and how he comes up with the stories and stuff. So amazing that'd be, uh, be quite cool. But yeah, do check it out if you want to kind of see some guitars that are very, very different.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: Um we also swung by the JHS booth. Um for those not in the know, JHS are a huge distributor in the UK who do everything from not gi- JHS effects. Not Jazz JHS effects. It's a a John Hornby. John Hornby Skews, Skews. Big distributor in the UK and they had a stand there, so they do things as well as like violins and saxophones and saxophone reeds and tambourines they also do a couple of really cool guitar brands um, specifically at the show they had Dan Electro Supro and X-Vive um, Jay we spent a bit of time there what did you um, what did you particularly like?
0: Um, it was really cool to see those new Supro guitars oh, in the yes. flesh yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was, it's a shame really that um, the uh, our local guitar store that carries Supro hadn't uh, bothered to get any of those guitars in yet so <sighs> hadn't had a chance to. Um, oh no oh, he's here right it. there um, so, but yeah, hadn't had a chance to see them. I was really excited about those because those we we talked about those on the podcast when they were when they were announced. There's uh, three models. I can't remember the name of the model actually, but there's there's three models. One has one pickup, one has two pickups, and one has wait for it three, three pickups. pick-ups. Um, and, yeah, it was just cool to get the, the background on those. Had a, a bit of a plan on them. They're, they're actually a lot cheaper than I was expecting them to be. Yeah, like six six, six nine nine. Yeah, they're really not a lot of money Um, for, you know, for what it is. Um, the one, the my, one
2: pickup ones are 649 Okay. My only reservation with them is that they've got matte black finished necks. Yeah. And that will, I think... There's potential for those to get kind of marked easily, you know, like that real matte black finish where you can kind of see
0: every single yeah. fingerprint and stuff. Yeah. But
2: maybe after a bit of wear that might kind of like wear down but a little bit. At the bit.
0: same time, you know, this isn't we're not talking about a two grand guitar, here. sure, totally, it's, totally. The, what I'm saying is, I think that they're fantastic. Yeah, that's my only reservation. Yeah, completely. Um, but um, they, we didn't get a chance to. We with all of these guitars, I don't think we plugged in anything. No, um, you. There would be absolutely oh, like, no I, point when we get round to it. I did actually plug something in, and I'll tell you about that later. Oh, did you? Uh, I did. Yes. Um, whilst you we were off doing work, and I was uh, having Just... uh, having a, having a chat, um, <laughs> I. Um, but yeah I, uh, it, We didn't plug anything in uh, It was just It was so loud in there But um, it, it played really nice I thought it felt really cool And yeah, uh, yeah We had a chat with uh, with, with the guys from JHS um, They were just giving us A lowdown on, on those guitars And uh, and also that amp as well yeah, That the- new little 10 uh, watt amp Which is which looked fantastic
2: Yes yeah, so I um, didn't think it would be As small as it is Yeah 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 Really cool Must really, be like really a exciting. single 8 I think
0: uh, Yeah I speaker. think it is a, I think it is an 8 inch speaker yeah. Nice So that was really cool When they had some Down, down electro guitars there And not a huge amount of X5 Which is a shame Just the wireless system Yeah the, I Which think... they were saying I don't know if you know this I don't know if we talked about this When, when it was announced Do you remember that We were talking about how Maybe it was just Maybe it wasn't on the podcast Maybe it was just on the forum We were talking about the um, X5 wireless System Because uh-huh. it's like 40 quid or something. It's, it's not a lot of money at all. It's super cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's digital wireless.
3: Yeah, yeah, I find that concerning. A hundred foot. No, a hundred metre. A hundred
0: metre?
2: Yeah, a hundred
3: metre. In a, in line, a straight <laughs> line. line.
0: Yeah.
2: hundred metre right. line of sight connection. Right. Which is a long way,
0: really. Yeah. i, mean, I tell you what, if we were... If we were like top gear or something and we, we had test proper budget, what we would what we'd be doing, I've got it all I've got it all laid out in my head here, what we'd be doing is we would hire a crane that had do you have cranes that can go up a hundred metres? That seems like quite a long way. I mean I'm sure there are cranes in the world that are bigger than hundred metres, yes. We should get a crane that could go up hundred metres and someone would be playing guitar with the amp on the floor and they'd be going up and 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 then or, how about this?
2: 100 metres is a nice, you know, What do we, when you say the 100 metres, what do you think of? Usain Bolt. Okay, so what if we each, each of the four of us... No, ...got a wireless no. are system... You, are you trolling then, me? Are you trolling then, me? Is this a deliberate troll? And then... Do you
3: guys both know what you're doing, don't you?
2: And right then now? we run no, the no. 100 metres... No, no. Playing guitar, and we'll <laughs> see got, if the You connection guys know what you're doing
3: right gone. now? Is it? It's not a troll? You're not trolling me? No. Anderson's already did this video. Did they? I thought this was a troll. What? I, I thought you guys were trolling me this whole time. But with X5? No, with different wireless Oh, well, I didn't know things. about that. Yeah, yeah, they already did the
2: distance thing. Oh, that's, oh yeah. that's But what if it was us in PE kits running 100 metres? <laughs> that would be better. Yeah, totally. We should do that. I'm up for it. I'm going to ask X5 if they can send us four wireless systems, <laughs> and then I'll contact my old primary school and see if we can use their running track, and then we'll, we'll run the 100 metres. Right. I'm into it. And it would be interesting if across that finish line someone's still rocking. Who do you reckon would win if we ran 100 metres? Matty. Not me Probably Matt. Yeah well I mean Obviously actually Matty Yeah he's the only one Mind you he's
0: He's he's about His distance His distance Maybe me
2: I think it might It could actually be you I'm I'm terrible at running Mm -hmm. I'm so bad at running I just would refuse to do it Uh, Maybe you could fire The little gun Tiny little pistol Maybe you could whip Your little pistol out (laughs) Um, So We also swung by Headrush So is this the first time You guys have checked out Headrush It is First time I've seen one In the flesh in, See, the, in the plastic, I've got
3: one at my house at the moment because oh well, yeah, oh yeah, uh, because because I'm doing a video with Gak where I, I want to do like uh, I want to do our five favourite patches on on the on the Headrush. So okay. I'm building sounds, and I want to kind of I kind of feel that everything definitely with what Headrush have done to promote themselves and kind of the Helix fall into this as well. It's such a versatile piece of equipment and they literally only get tech metal people to yeah. do videos for it. That's they my, bu- only, it's they my problem only with all to- those modelers. Yeah. Well, this is it. Like, like the, the head rush, they had, um, what's her name? Sarah Longfield did the first video for them and then they got Rabia to do the other stuff. And I'm like, why wouldn't you want to market to other people? Yeah. As well, like, it can do everything. It's yeah. not like the other way around where analog stuff generally can't do all that sort of noise gatey. Yeah, sort of metal stuff like <coughs> these pedals, these can. So what I was trying to do was like build like a blues patch and like be, like who's playing an, guitar? Yeah, so I I don't know. I find not someone. you, no, not me. No, right, no. I'm okay. just I'm just building the tones. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah, they um. I think they're really easy to use. Okay. The head rush That is my my positive view on the head rush I think they're really easy to use. Um. I think they have to put out more stuff because right. I think. They've come out at the same time as Line 6, a very similar product. Yeah. And you know what Line 6 brought out uh, two months ago? Massive DLT. update. Oh, okay. okay. Massive update to it. 20 new bass amps on there. Right. How many bass amps has the head rash got? None. One. Oh, one. One. But And there's no update. And and like, they haven't brought out an update for it since yeah, yeah. it comes out. So that's what I want from it. Because I think it's a great product. But I think, crucially, the thing that's making digital stuff relevant
0: today is the fact that it's like getting a new product every yeah. six months. Yeah. And actually, we, we talked about that in our um, debrief of the show yeah. um, when Mark and I were hanging out in the car park in my car. <laughs> uh, so we uh, should we just
2: explain that. So it was too loud, basically, to record a video on the show floor. So we got a load of footage of everything we saw. But when we actually were talking about our thoughts on the show, we just sat in Jay's car. Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, sorry if i broke broken the fourth wall there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, damn. Um, I mean, people are literally going to be able to see that we're sat in your car. Yeah, it's a green
0: screen. Yeah, we're, we're inside. We're actually just sat on a park bench. Yeah, um, but anyway, the um, that was one of the things that we were talking about was the fact that it will be interesting to see if they can make a real brand hmm. out of that product because it's, it's kind of the amalgamation of two or three other brands that haven't managed to make a brand out of themselves. You know, you've got obviously the... Um, the Akai Headrush. Yeah. Which, other than the Headrush, can you name another Akai product? <laughs> well, not not in yeah, the guitar the sh- world. Shredmaster. No. And they did great control. No, Shredomatic. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Marshall Shredmaster. Akai Shredomatic. As a layperson, mm. I think you'd struggle to think of another product. Deep there, impact bass synth. There was also the um, uh, the Eleven Rack, which is something that they, you know, that was a product. Of its own, that again didn't really take off because it wasn't a brand, it was just one product. And I think you're right, I think that they, for this to work, it does need to be a brand, it can't just be a standalone product.
2: It's a very complicated history, the Headrush, and I think I sort of understand it. So, in music, who are the distributor and kind of the people that oversee Akai these days, um, obviously Akai own the name Headrush, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a name that's synonymous with them, with the delay in music. I don't think they own Akai, but they've got a big say in what goes on at the products that Akai do. And then they've obviously said to them, well, we we don't want to call this Akai because that's kind of associated with, like, 80s and 90s technology, you know, samplers and synths and things like that. So we're going to call this Headrush, but we're going to use the technology from Eleven Rack, which is a product designed and built by uh, Avid, who make... Uh, Pro Tools, so I assume they've bought the 11 name and technology and then gone, okay, we can't call it Akai, let's put this into a thing called Head Rush. So, yeah. complicated story, yeah, yeah. Um, but the end product looks pretty good. Uh, uh, interestingly, I think, for Gear of the Year deliberations, we're going to have a Head Rush and a Helix LT See, I, going head-to-head.
3: I absolutely love the Helix LT. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great product. I really enjoy using it, and I think... I think I would prefer the Helix LT to the Headrush, but when I first got the the Helix LT, or first you know was messing around with the Helix LT, and you know I just want to do something. I, I just wanted sound, want to do something quick for a video. And actually, Mark, I think you and me have the same thing. When we were with Yamaha in Milan, mm-hmm. and we were doing those videos, and we were all just, and all of the YouTube people were just being farmed through, and we were picking a guitar and then plugging into a Headrush, and we were all a bit like not a head rush uh, the, the helix and we were having to pick a sound and I, I had the same problem then I was like I have no idea what buttons to press yeah. on here I don't know I need to use the manual to be able to work out how to control this yeah. the head rush the touch screen screen means that I could work it. I didn't. I, I turned the head rush on. And I went. What is this? Uh, this. Uh, I press here and yeah, I yeah. press here. And it was a, I worked out how to use the head rush without having a control. I don't think you can. The helix LT the helix is certainly is, is not. Is
0: to do with like soft touches and stuff like that, isn't it, uh, to get it to... No, no, there's no, like,
3: touchscreen... No, uh,
0: it's, it's just about floating through... Not on the LT, it's
3: just about, like, going through menus and stuff oh, like that, right, but you've okay. kind of got... You have essentially, like, three screens that will control different elements, whether you're affecting a patch, whether you're affecting individual pedals within a patch, and whether you're affecting... Uh, uh, whether you're building the patch, whether you're right, choosing okay. pedals to yeah, go in, yeah. and it's just... And the hairbrush is a bit more yeah, intuitive. It's, it's much I, saw more the, I saw the I saw the
0: that it had a um, a touch screen and that that's and actually that was the feedback we got for with sorry without wanting to jump ahead too much here, I realise I'm skipping over. But um, we hooked up briefly with the guys from Crimson. Um, and uh, James from Crimson was they have one on um, on their booth. Yeah. And he was saying exactly that. He was saying that it was it was so intuitive. And the touchscreen just made everything really, yeah. really simple.
3: Yeah. yeah the, I, the, the perfect product would be a mix of the Helix and the Head Rush.
2: This is going to be, I think, the biggest battle of gear of the year this year is Helix I versus Headrush. I haven't quite worked out which bank I'm in. Okay, um, I'm yet to try Head Rush. I've spent a little bit of time with the LT. I'm pretty sure we're going to be getting both here to spend some serious time testing them. So... Um, It's gonna be a bit of a showdown, I think. Mm. And I think we'll probably fall into different camps. I think it's because partly because that's how Gear of the Year works, you know, we have to provide (laughs) counter arguments, that's the whole fun of it. But also wait and find out. Who Joe Brandon supports, and then you go on the other team. Exactly, hey, always, hey, hey. always. Um, so yeah, that's going to be um, be, good, be good. But the headrush looked really good. Um, something else that looked really good. Again, another builder, fairly local to us, southeast-based Aitkin Guitars. I don't think I saw these guys. I tell you why you probably didn't notice them is because it looked like they were a retailer who had. Very very nice Gibson and Martin acoustic guitars. For Which sale. There,
3: there was someone who was doing that. Like there was there was there was there, there was, was a th- stall that had like thirties, thirties and forties. Gibson Yes, Martin. And yeah. this
2: looked like a basically a smaller version of that. So I think the first few loops we did, we were like, oh, it's just a guy. who's probably got a little acoustic shop. He's got some nice Martins and Taylor, uh, Martins and Gibsons. Actually, um, it was Mary. It was came. Mary. Yeah, um, yeah. The internet's Mary Spender came over and said, "You've got to see these." these guitars, um, and turns out uh, this guy Alistair Aitken um, is producing guitars that are basically exact, cop- not copies, but, you know, very much inspired by um, Gibson and um, Martin guitars. But all the guitars are, like, closet classic finished. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah, they're not... He said that he started doing some relics, didn't he? And he said, actually, he prefers
0: doing... The closet classic. If yeah, I remember I correctly, I like... he said that the first one he did was just as a as a, to see if it worked. Yeah, and uh, and yeah,
2: really, it took off from there. And he basically heard that all the feedback, all the feedback he got from people was, yeah, we like the kind of old retro vibe. Mm. I think what he said was, I want to make guitars that look like they've been very look very well looked oh, yeah, after for forty years. No, since the thirties was. Oh, what he okay, said. yeah, yeah, fine. So. They look absolutely stunning. There's Some, something about a sort of tasteful lacquer cracking. Totally. Oh, completely, and yeah. Th- and yeah. these looked like legitimately old guitars, but they felt like brand new guitars, you know, that not they didn't actually feel like guitars that had been looked after all that time. They felt like straight out of the box, really nice fresh guitars, but they looked beautifully aged right. probably the best relicking I've seen outside of you know the big boys Like well and I think and-
0: I think it's it's especially difficult to do on acoustic guitars definitely um, first of all I think just the actual process is more difficult because the materials that you've got in front of you there are inherently more fragile yeah. and secondly I just think that it's if you go too far it does look Bad. Totally. Uh, but and that's, I mean, that's the same for any relic king. Well, I've, I've, yeah, I mean, Ish. potentially. But, some you people know, some, do very well. Some, some people absolutely love the completely beaten up. Yeah. Um, finish and I on electric guitars and I can see it I, I don't think it works the same with acoustic guitars and I thought that these were were very very nice yeah very was, nice and, and really well done
3: not
2: mega money
0: from what I remember Joe again some, they were uh, figures they're there?
2: around
3: like between two and a half and three thousand yeah, pounds okay. pretty yeah. much across the board so I mean I'd, I'd call that yeah I'd call that, that a, a, a is pretty expensive actually
2: yeah I thought they were cheap <laughs> in that for some reason but
0: yeah there <laughs> was know. a couple of models there was um there was one that was called like the the Dirty D or something like that Um, and that was one of his new ones and that was a bit cheaper. Yeah, that was more like two and a half. Yeah, or yeah, or two two maybe. But yeah, you know, there, there were
3: there, was, there were some. Here, but there he was
0: uh, he he was a really really nice guy who was very much on on our wavelength. Oh, he um, loved podcasts. Yeah, yeah. He's the the like, reason have you
2: heard have you heard S Town? He was like, have you heard Serial? Mm. And I am like, yeah, yeah, heard it. Yeah, heard of, I love podcasts.
0: I he love was, it. I love and it. And that was there is where it came from. Mary came over to us and she was like, you've got to speak to this guy. He loves podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> and I told him about your uh, podcast, and now he wants to meet you. And we yeah, were like, okay. So um. So and again, I, mean, I don't think Mary Spender's ever used the word geezer before. No, that was that was ad
2: lib. Um, so that was good because he's local. So again, I think we might go to the. I'm going to say factory. It's not a factory. It's a workshop. It's him and oh, there's three other three other, other guys yeah. uh, one of which used to work for Loudon instruments oh, so cool. um yes yeah, sounds like a pretty neat little setup they've got yeah, going on there really so cool. it should be um should be good um we also another um builder that was actually recommended to us by uh I believe Jake Gray from the Facebook group um fidelity guitars now fidelity guitars are based in Cambridge again loads of really good british builders at this uh, event at the, um international guitar at show. the internet well, the, again <laughs> there was a lot of Um, kind of European builders as well some of which we can talk about down the line but yeah I was really really impressed by Fidelity guitars body shape wise they kind of look almost like Yamaha SGs or maybe like the Rev Stars yeah yeah that's a good Um, that's
0: a good Focal point,
2: yeah, but they're all um, all hand built. He carves the bodies and necks himself. Um, uh, just a few real interesting touches. There were some
0: like interesting tone woods, uh, sorry, interesting neck woods and stuff. Uh, yeah, used. he was. Uh, there was um, one of the guitars we looked at, and we said like, oh, is that, uh, is that rosewood? And he said it wasn't rosewood. It was wenge. Yeah, which is obviously something that you see on basses quite a lot, but not that you see on electric guitars, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. He uses uh, the, all the pickups were creamery. Yes. Uh, they weren't all creamery. There no? was some that were mojo yes. as well. Cool. So, you know, a bit more bit more local. And it's, mastery for bri mastery trims as well, which yeah. is cool. It's a kind of a body shape that I've not really seen that much. It,
2: I guess the closest thing are those those rev stars, but it's kind of elongated a little bit. Yeah, again,
3: it's got that sort of I don't know, that, that Italian a little bit of that yeah. Italian sixties vibe to it. But yeah. they, they felt and, and great.
0: What was, what was good about it is um and actually I I felt this a lot Whilst we were walking around, I think that people maybe these are these are companies who've been building who've started up in the last couple of years. People have gotten quite good at making stuff that looks vintage, but has a modern twist to it, or yeah. at the very least, it looks familiar, but it's not just a copy. Because yes. we we were walking around talking about it, and there's you know. Quite often, when you go to these places, or when you're just looking online, you can you can see okay, great. There's someone who's built uh, their own brand Les Paul, and they're still charging three grand for it. It's like that's not particularly interesting to us because we want something that's that's cool and affordable and a bit different. Yeah, and and that's what this is it really is they, they... start super affordable I was going to say well.
2: there's some models on there 699. for 699 all hand built yeah. that's crazy um, but yeah you can basically uh, obviously he's got a range of guitars that you can just buy from the site but you can spec anything you want he had a range of neck profiles there. Most of them were kind of just like modern C, like regular Fender. I thought
0: most of them were thinner than that. No,
2: no, no. Most of them were kind of modern C. He said, like, that's kind of what we shoot for. But then he also said, check this. And it had, like, the flattest uh, (laughs) Ibanez-style neck on there. Like, ridiculous. (laughs) I just picked it up and went, oh, this is... Horrible, and he's like, Yeah, someone actually asked me to make it and then ended up not buying the guitar in the end. So I've got this like weird anomaly guitar that's got a real flat neck to it. Um, but yeah, I thought they were they were super cool. It looks like on the site you can buy the prototypes, yeah, that's those he's are the got, ones that are that's cheap. That's the cheap one because he's tried like a
3: walnut top on the front and then like um, a washed white sort of a, 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 a sort of through blonde on the oh side my- and back, so it's a bit. It's a bit cut and shut, but with a big speed, the pickups are great. a chunky U neck oh like everything about it. it's great that's prototype number 8 on his I might um, get in touch because there's one of the prototypes on there looks
2: really good and it's like 699 yeah, mate
3: these these guitars are absolutely cracking everyone go and check out fidelity guitars They're
2: again cool. i think we're going to be either visiting them or getting guitars sent down for potential gear of the year stuff so um yeah there's a, it was again really really good like last year when we went to see um, echo line pedals that ended up winning our uh, uh, gear, gear of the, of the year yeah. award um there's some contenders some new contenders things that we hadn't thought about before um, involved in, uh, in the shows it was, it was good
0: I was disappointed that Echoline weren't there actually because that it was at this show that we met them last yeah. year and um, they've just released a couple of new pedals I think did we talk about them we mentioned them briefly yeah. last week last yeah. week there's yeah, the uh, the Everest Drive um, that's one of the new ones isn't it Yeah, the Everest Drive and the Signal Driver yeah, yeah. yeah. on their site now so um, yeah I was hoping to see them but you know that's a shame but um, one other company who were there were Lace, um, a company
2: that most people probably know from their pickups, the um, Lace sensors back from back in the day. Oh, they the same? Are they? Yeah, I didn't
3: realise they were the same company. Indeed,
2: um, Jay, you spent a bit of time with them. What did you? Um, what did you learn? Because they've got new guitars and new pickups.
0: Yes. So I was really drawn to the um, Cybercaster. <laughs> are you allowed to say that as a Fender employee? The guitar was called the Cybercaster. Okay um and i love a bit of cyber it looked fantastico um so they were um again kind of along uh along the vein of what we were talking about there with guitars that were that are they're not just copies the this looks like something out of like blade runner or something i always thought it looked like some sort of klingon weapon it, it does. It, it, it the, does the, what's yeah. it called? The
2: bat lass.
0: The yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it does look like a bit like a Klingon weapon. You're right. Um, but they had one there that was. It just looked fantastic. It was a butterscotch blonde. Um, it, the body's so long. It was so strange. You've it got, got to check it out. The lace cybercaster. Really slim. It's,
3: it's it's like a sort of jagged jazzmaster that's been sort of squashed from the top down
2: what it what it kind of uh makes me think of it is if uh you know in the late 40s early 50s leo fender had fallen into some alternate dimension and he'd gone yeah i love love butterscotch yeah i love that here's the guitar that i've made and it wasn't the telly it was this (laughs) guitar and then like that shaped the rest of people's kind of aesthetic choices for the next 50 years and people, I like to think that, you know, like the design of the telly has influenced like fashion and stuff, like people's clothes. And I imagine there's some alternate timeline now where this was the body shape that got famous instead of and the people telly. People are still really into shoulder pads. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. People are wearing the outfits from the Super Mario
0: Brothers movie as the <laughs> day <laughs> to day. Thing. Big Bertha. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, this website is utterly atrocious. The lace <laughs> it's bad it's isn't it? LaceCybercaster dot and I just can't get any of the links to work. So okay. um I can't remember the specs. I assume they have lace pickups. They in did. Them. They definitely uh, did. <laughs> did. Uh, but yeah they were they were great and um it was they were about twelve hundred quid if I remember correctly. Um so a bit pricey. I thought they were maybe a little
2: too much money for what you got.
0: They are it's you're always gonna pay a premium to have a non-standard body shape, though. Sure. You yeah. know, which is... What it sort is. Of, well, it is what it is, and also it's 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 very well us being like, oh, we want stuff that's different, but then if you're going to have something different, you've sure. got to pay more money for it. Sure,
2: know? but then, you know, you look at... Because they were Far Eastern made, weren't they? They were, yes. And, you know, they were not that far off the prices of something like those Fidelity guitars, which are hand-carved sure. in, in Cambridge. Yeah, you know?
0: completely, um, completely. So no, I,
2: I, I, I get that. There's there definitely some questions about the pricing of them but they also had some pickups as well some of the new ones can you remember what they were called uh No, I okay. can't.
0: S- Stealth? Something. Yeah, Something, the things, And they were designed to look like active pickups, but they weren't active yeah. pickups. Yeah, weird choice, because a lot of people will
2: make With, active pickups that they don't that want them to like look... like
0: passive pickups. Yeah, yeah. yeah and
2: yeah. Lace have gone the other way. They've gone, <laughs> here's some passive pickups, but they're in the black plastic housing yeah. to look like EMGs, so that when you're in your metal band grinding it out, um, people aren't going to go, hang on, mate, why have you just got a... You know, Duncan 59 in there. Yeah. What's going on? That's rubbish. You want to get yourself some EMGs? 8185, <laughs> mate. Yeah, and what Lace have done is go, oh, yeah, you won't have to have that conversation with that knobhead anymore because it would look like you've got <laughs> EMGs, but you've actually got something that sounds like a path. So, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting, an interesting way of working. and One last company. We need to wrap this up in a minute. We've, we haven't even got onto the news. Oh, man. I, even, I had some extra bits as well. Well, maybe but, yeah, we'll carry cool. that on into the Patreon episode this week. Um, there is one last company that we visited um, Crimson Guitar. Yeah. Who? Oh. We talked about it briefly. Um Friends of the Show, Crimson
0: Guitars, um Acquaintances. Yeah, yeah okay. The the show. People we know. People that we have to see couple of times a year indeed yeah. um we went to uh
2: visit them they didn't have anything specifically new on show although you could say anything special didn't have anything <laughs> special um they had some very some very special stuff they had that guitar that's oh, like split, split, split in, in half two. that's held we, yeah, together yeah. By do you know what i found out about that so what? the steel rods that hold the two parts of the guitar together um they actually go through the entire length of the body so they go through if you imagine you've got the two parts of the guitar, and so, I'm describing so this for you it
3: to, to listeners, the guitar is split down the exactly. down the middle, just slightly off from there.
2: So the neck. W- yeah, what it is is basically like a bit of wood that's kind of got that kind of live edge uh, aesthetic to it, and then that is like covered in copper um, to kind of seal it copper in. Ne- copperleaf to seal it in. Um, but the guitar is actually, yeah, it's like a telly body, but it's kind of cracked all the way down the middle, and you've got two s- distinct parts of the guitar. Those are then held together with steel rods. But what I didn't realise is that the steel rods actually come all the way out of the sides of the guitar. So if you imagine when they make it, there's you've got a telly body shape, and it's got these steel rods sticking out the side because they go all the way through. Then what has to happen is someone has to sand the body shape, the edges, they chop the steel rods off to close to the edge of the body, and then they hand sand those so that they fall in line with the curvature of the guitar. So that when you run your your hand over the side of the, like the top of the guitar, not the face of the guitar, but the top, if you were playing it, looking down on it, it's perfectly smooth. Yeah the problem with that is that the wood obviously is not as dense as the steel rods so they have to sand very very carefully otherwise you know, the, you'd know, you have to sand more of the steel rods and you're like oh the body's gone too slim I'll oh, sand go the go back around go, oh, again I need to yeah, come yeah, back yeah. around again So and then you, all
0: of a sudden you haven't got any guitar left exactly
2: so yeah. it's a very very complicated process to get those to the point where you can't feel the difference between the steel rod and the wood
0: what shape do you think that guitar was meant
2: to be before they uh, <laughs> realised that they have worn through like half the body I think it was probably <laughs> supposed to be that shape but yeah they've got two I think it was probably just a bit of wood that was probably joined together and then they cut down the kind of live edge No bit.
0: I seem to remember I seem to remember them saying That the first one was just They had this really nice I'm, piece of possibly. wood
2: that was split Yeah
0: possibly I'm yeah, sure that's, that's what they said Because they've, we were they've at the, made uh, multiple of them I think the yeah. one they
2: had at the show was the fifth one they've done yeah. Um, so, so yeah they didn't have anything particularly new But they did have some nice bits I think we're going to potentially look at the Raw series As part of gear of the year Because yes, they've the had Raw some stuff come out the one, man. That's, It's not a lot of money not a lot of money at all for what you get is very very good so yeah lots of stuff we also talked about briefly and i don't want to kind of spoil anything but a oh, possible you're gonna
0: you're gonna do it you're oh I did, set a up for a I did a
2: leak i did a leak i need an adult
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> just you just done one
3: now
0: just, uh, I did it—not a, a, a leak, but like a, I hinted. <laughs> I done at a leak. This. Oh god! Is this uh, guitar nerd's cables. Uh,
2: yeah, and um, so essentially, we're going to do some sort of crossover event with the guys at Crimson. Um, details coming very, very soon. Because uh, we, well, firstly, we don't really know what the details are, but there will be yeah. something um, <laughs> that we will give uh, our not only Crimson fans, but Guitar Nerds fans, access to there will be some sort of special crossover event, potentially down at their workshop, which is down near... Dorset. Uh, Dorset, somewhere like that. Dorchester. Yeah. Is that, is that it where, it is? where it is? Dorchester. Yeah. I thought it was in Devon. I thought it was Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's all the same to me. Just down there somewhere. So we'll do something down there. um, But, yeah, details coming very soon. Um, Chaps, we are up at time for the end of the episode. I think we're going to go over to the Patreon episode now, talk about this week's news. What's, uh, What's coming up in the news, Joe?
3: Uh, well, I actually, there's there's more stuff we should talk about from this event. Actually, oh really? Okay, we could talk about it in the Patreon. Fine, as well. I can do that. But also, we are going to talk about the news. So, um, I really want to talk about the new and incredible Gibson Neon Modern Les Paul yes. series. That brand that everyone loves to hate. It doesn't matter what they do, someone's got something negative to say about them. Oh so. god,
2: they never make anything oh. new, do they? They just do sunburst Les Pauls, and then uh, turns out when they do some neon ones, they, do everyone I, hates I, them for that as I, well.
3: I hate people. Anyway. Um, Branton Ranton series two coming soon But I am going to talk about these Gibson Neon Modern Les Paul Neon muted,
2: mo- <laughs> They're going to be great Good um, You can hear that if you go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds Where oh, from oh, us- oh
3: do you know what else I'm actually doing on this week's Patreon I a, have, a leak I am. Yeah I am I'm I'm actually leaking some information <laughs> behind a paywall um, About some new
2: Ormsby stuff that I've been told in secret Are we allowed to do that? Uh, yeah I asked but it will be behind the paywall only me! that sounds go. dangerous patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the guitar nerds podcast one dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early every week at five dollars you get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds content every week where we talk about secret stuff got our own little secret club we laugh at all the people that aren't on patreon we take the mickey out of them. We're, we losers you can't hear this that's what we do on patreon um, plus, you also get access to all the previous content uh, and access to the mini series like Joe Branton's rant on. Um, also, Matt's tour diary from Japan. He's killing it every week. This week what was he talking about this week oh Hurricane Matty that's what he was talking <laughs> about this week um, so yeah news of how Matt Knight survived a hurricane in Japan over on his series on Patreon um, you can go to the $10 a month tier which we've opened up for an unlimited number of backers mainly because we want to give you everyone who wants it the content that they, that they get plus also it's funnier when Joe reads out a longer name of people like he will do thusly
3: Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake Weyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Lotus, Juan Carrier, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Braud Norwick, Rob Crown, Derek Rich, Chris Collins, Eddie Joyce, Callant Matter, Steam World, Black Dance, Burns, Burns, Jerry Joyce, we get Lily Edge, Jack, every penny, we're trying, we are try to
2: cut it every time. I really hope they feel feeling they're getting their value. <laughs> well, I, don't Money I, got, because... I don't
3: think I, I only got about half of those right. Yeah. I- became mixes next, next
2: week maybe we should get an actual adult who's nah. not done a leak to uh, <laughs> oh,
3: God, <laughs> to Dad. read those
2: names out um, you can also join in the conversation facebook.com forward slash groups of forward slash guitar nerds forum we're doing a new thing over there new member monday um, facebook have now allowed us to send a little message out if you sign up you get a little little special message every monday we haven't done it today because I, I did it on what friday this week so i was testing it but from mondays from now on we're doing new member monday it's gonna be great fun um, you can also follow us on twitter at guitar nerds instagram at guitar nerds and go to youtube youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos that's all for this week do join us on the patreon episode I
0: thought that was the trombone. Sorry, because she said that's it. Oh, right. Okay. It's going to be sad. And with that, we'll see you next week. Adieu. Bye.